Welcome to Reteach, a place where professors know that student equity gaps can be closed and are willing to put in the work to figure it out. We are dedicated to our teaching and our students. We are passionate about improving our classrooms and our communities. We can make a difference. We will make a difference. I am your host, Bruce Hoskins, and my mind and heart are ready to learn. So what's up, everyone? So this episode is part two of talking about how to respond to student emails, right? We're talking about this email that was posted in this group chat that I'm in with other professors um, who teach sociology, think about sociological practice and all of this stuff. And so, um, and so that's the space that we're talking about. That's the space that we're in right now. And, um, and, the, here's, the, and here's the email that was posted. The email that was posted was, Hi, Professor. I'm not feeling well and won't make it to class. Will I miss anything important? And then the professor is asking how should they respond to this, right? And so, you know, if you want to, you know, listen more about all of this stuff, listen to the last episode, this, I'm just going to jump back into all the responses, right? I'm going to jump back into the responses because this took a very sarcastic and I, I mean, this, this went <laughs> to me, I, I'm guaranteeing you that this person was not anticipating that that uh, all the responses that were coming back, they thought they were making a joke. And then all of a sudden, this became a very real thing, a very long topic in this group chat and multiple responses, multiple people saying very, 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 very different things, right? There were people who were just like, say, just tell the student yes, right? And then there was other people that were like, I don't even respond to emails like that. And then there was other people who were like, yo... I don't know why we're not just responding out of kindness, <laughs> right? And um, and, and whatnot. And so, and so this one, re- look, I'm just, <laughs> I can't even tell you, folks. Like for real, there's these these are really upsetting me for a lot of different reasons. And like I said, look, when I'm when I'm thinking about students saying, "Did I miss anything important?" or "Will I miss anything important in class?" or "Did I miss anything important?" I don't assume that they don't think that I'm important and I don't assume that they don't think the class is important. And so when people are, when students are asking me that question, I generally just assume that they're just thinking like, you know what, maybe Professor Hoskins, um, maybe he changed an assignment or something like that, you know, that's different from the syllabus. And so I'm just going to check in with them because I'm not going to be in class. And, and so, and I mean, and let's think about it. How many of us have changed our syllabus during class? Right. And so I, I don't get how this is an unreal expectation and how this is a an unsatisfactory question to ask that this is in some way insulting or whatnot, because clearly there are people whose feelings are hurt in all of this. And so and so here's so here's another extension of how I know that people's feelings was hurt. Is because there's this poem. They actually there's some folks that posted this poem in the group chat about what did I miss today? Right. So, so here's the poem. I'm going to read the poem to you. It's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And so it's titled, did I miss anything? Nothing. When we realized you weren't here, we sat with our hands folded on our desk in silence for the full two hours. Everything. I gave an exam worth 40% of the grade for this term and assigned some reading due today on which I'm about to hand out a quiz worth 50%. Nothing. None of the content of this course has value or meaning. Take as many days off as you like. Any activities we undertake as a class, I assure you, will not matter either to you or me and are 
without purpose. Everything. A few minutes after we began last time, a shaft of light suddenly descended and an angel or other heavenly being appeared and revealed to us what each woman or man must do to attain divine wisdom in this life and the hereafter. This is the last time the class will meet before we disperse to bring the good news to all people on earth. Nothing. When you are not present, how could something significant occur? Everything contained in this classroom is a microcosm of human experience assembled for you to query and examine and ponder. This is not the only place such an opportunity has been gathered, but it was one place and you weren't here. Now, look, y'all going to piss me off if you like that poem. <laughs> I am not going to lie to you. If you said, if you write back to me and you let me know, it's like, oh my goodness, I love that poem. I will, I, we will stop being friends right then and there. Stop listening to podcasts because, you know, there's a lot of things that are important in people's lives. Your class may be one of them and your class may be very important to you. I get that. I truly do. And at the same time, are you going to tell me that if a student had a death in the family, that them missing class because there was a death in the family, that your class is more important than the death that they had in the family? Are you trying to tell me that your class is more important than a student who doesn't know where their next meal is going to come from? Are you going to try to tell me that your class is more important than a student trying to keep their job? Are you going to tell me that your class is more, I can go on forever. But I need you to really think about that response of, so we're going to make students feel bad for not coming to school when they're not feeling well. And so what does that mean? Well, the next time, like I said, if, if I'm a good person, or if I'm a good student, then that means I'm going to have learned my lesson and I'm going to make sure that even if I'm feeling really sick next time, I'm going to make sure that I take enough medication in order to be able to sit through your class and then what? Possibly make other people sick? Possibly make the professor sick. I'm just saying, why would you do that to the students? But for real, if you like that poem, that's on you. But that's definitely. <laughs> but like I said, if 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 you are, if you think that you was that important, you know what? I I guess I, guess I got to kind of back off because it, at the end it was like, look, this was only one place for an opportunity. It's like, look, there's a lot of places where life could happen. There's a lot of places where learning and inquiry and all of that stuff can happen. And they admit at the end, this this is one place, and you weren't here. But yo, don't assume. Why would you assume that students are? not being responsible. Why would you assume that? Especially if you think they're adults, which right in the last episode, I was like, I really hammered that person that that said, it's like, Hey, you're an adult, figure it out. And it's like, you know, look at the syllabus. You're an adult, figure it out. And I'm like, if you, if they aren't adults, why are we assuming negative? The, The negative. It's like, if someone says, I'm not going to make it. Why not just assume the positive? Just because, honestly, it's for our own mental health. 
not not it's, this one's not for the students this is for us it's like this is for our own mental health for just to go like you know what it's okay that they missed really it doesn't mean that i'm not important it doesn't mean the class is not important it really is okay right and so look but if you like the poem don't be surprised because there's a lot of people who like the poem. There's like so many and people even said it's like, oh, I got this poem on the back of my syllabus and everything. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> really? I'm just like, wow. Um, and whatnot. But I like this response. There's, here's another professor. They, 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 they wrote this. They said, yes, we cover something important every day. But if you are sick and potentially contagious, by all means, take a day. Any day you miss might cause you your grade to suffer a little bit, but nothing we cover in any one day will make the difference between an A and a D. That's what's important is consistent attendance. If you need a day for personal reasons that are none of my business, by all means, take it. If you need more than a couple over the course of an entire semester, your grade is likely to be a disappointment. To be a disappointment. Good luck. Okay, look. I'm I'm actually look I'm I'm okay with that, really. I'm uh, it's like I don't I don't like the whole hey everything we cover is important part. It's like really, <laughs> I just, I do think about that. But um but you know but but to be kind right. It's like and and this is like trying to remind them. It's like look you know I see it's important and everything and whatnot. And so um if you're offended by how they're saying it, you know feel free to check that. But I still don't see the answer to the question. Like, I like the tone of it, but I still don't see the answer to the question. And, and that's something that we should do. We should answer the question, right? And so here's a, 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 a someone who kind of, like, they're, they're defending them, themselves. And they're like, yes, our job is to be generous and forgiving, but isn't it also to guide adult students into being adult? An adult who doesn't use language very intentionally will be ripped to shreds on the internet and probably unemployed. We need to help our students survive in that world. A gentle, you probably didn't mean anything by it, but we do important things every day. Maybe you wondered if any graded activities were assigned or collected, da 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 right? And so I'm like, yes, we need to be generous. Yes, we need to, we should, you know, adults, you know, should be more precise in their language. And yet at the same time, which one of us does it perfectly? It's like, which one of us has not offended people by the way that we've said something? And then, um, you know, and how people respond to that can really send you into a very defensive mode or it can send you into a learning mode, right? It's like if people respond to you harshly, then you're like, yo, and then you start defending yourself and whatever. But if if, if people respond gently, right? And so basically, it's just think about our tone and, and, and the whole thing. We ought to keep on coming back and understanding our tone. And where is our heart really at? Like when we're telling people something, where is our heart really at in all of this? Is our heart really at improving students and their lives and helping students along? Or is it about your feelings was hurt, that your feelings were hurt? I don't know how else to say that, right? So anyway, and so there were some really good um, ideas that came out of this space. Also, some student equity stuff that we could be thinking about or just, you know, just all around, you know, a design uh, thing is that uh, this person, they, they started uh, doing an assignment in the semester where they have a designated note taker for each class. I'm assuming this is outside of like DSPS uh, services and the note taker that comes with. Uh, disabled student services and support programs and stuff like that. And so it's, it's, it seems like it's, it's definitely outside of that. 
and they're putting it into like a group chat type of deal for the students. And so because of a student asks a question and then other students can see the answer to that question, um, you know, that's very beneficial. And so, you know, and and there's a lot of students who are shy and they don't want to talk to either other students or the professor. And I can see this working. I really can't. I don't do anything like this. Uh, but that's that was a, a really solid recommendation um, in that space. You know, and then I'm I'm looking at this and I'm seeing um, a, a series of, of, of comments that um, really, really go back into the we need to teach the students the cultural capital um, that kind of summarized into we need to teach the students the cultural capital of not asking the teacher this question. Right. It's like so one of the person people is like, you know, I tell students to never ask, to never, ever ask a teacher if they did anything important. Another professor is like. I would email the student back about not saying that to other instructors because they might get offended and then explain the day's activity. Right. And um, there was another person who when I was talking to them, so I I asked them this because they gave me they gave like a long list of things to do um, and whatnot. And so this person gave a long, you know, like thing about saying, you know, hey, because I care about socializing students for success, let me give you a bit of advice. And so, right, and so they're talking about, right, don't say this to other professors, right? And um, and then I asked them, it's like, is, is this before or after you answer the question? Because remember, the student is asking the question. They're asking, am I going to miss anything important in class, right? Which I already said, it's like, look, that should be read in the most, you know, uh, you know, the, the best light possible. And so this person, they respond to me, they're like, well, I do it in conjunction. I don't answer their question as to if they missed anything important. Instead, I state that our topic for the day and then remind them about available resources and whatnot. And um, because what I'm what I'm saying in that space is to say, it's like, look, if you are going to do the whole let me improve students cultural capital type of deal. At least answer the question first. Say, hey, this is what we're going to cover in class. Um, and you know what, you can, you can do this and be cool about it. That's the thing that's bothering me. It's like, so you can do this and be cool about it. This is what you can do, right? You can say, Hey, we're covering the stuff in chapter five, this, that, and the other thing. Here's the assignment that may have pop up in this space. And you know what, you know what? It's like, look, um, and this is also in the syllabus. It's the same as what's in the syllabus, but, um, I get that you might not have that uh, readily available for you, you know, right now. Right. And then, after saying that, after answering their question, then you can say, hey, you know what, just just because I'm looking out for you, um, there's a lot of students or excuse me, there's a lot of professors out there who uh, would be really offended by this question. And so I know what I know that you meant assignments and stuff like that. And I know you didn't mean to make this to make, uh, you know, the situation feel unimportant or whatnot. But you might want to really it's like here. Here's a way that you can ask this question in the future and then be like, hope you get better soon piece right like straight up it's like that's that would be such a healthier way of going about this than the like and thinking about and being purposeful being purposeful in our responses to students as i'm looking at this um, and whatnot and so yo even if you want to do that you can do that in a way that's going to encourage students to reflect on their language, to reflect on how they're doing things, and to make them better students, right? And that should always be at the center of what we're doing. And so this professor, they take the whole non-response thing to a whole different level. And so they, so when, when people are not, say, don't respond, they don't tell you what their assumptions are. And so, you know, that, that's, that's one thing, right? 
But this person is saying that they will not respond. And um, and they're writing uh, and they continue to write. This is a student who's in class to get a grade and not actually learn. I would later sit down with the student and see if I could motivate him, her to see things a bit differently. Right. And so and so this was interesting because the per, the original poster, the original person to the original professor to post this, um, they they, you know, talked to the person directly um, and they said, hey, you know what, in this particular case, uh, the student is quite serious. They're very reflective. They're stretching. They do all of that work. Um, I think it's an issue of cultural capital um, and we'll tackle that for sure. I meant the post to be humorous uh, and shared to, amongst other professors. Um, I agree with you about helping students and understanding them and helping them grow. Right. Okay. And so she basically checks them, right? Like, yo, this student is definitely a good student. And so this is just about cultural capital. Right. And so then this professor, they, they write back and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I did not know this about the student, in which case I take back what I said. And I'm like, okay, now that look. And maybe they didn't pay attention to this because I understand how our brains work when we make assumptions and what people are saying to us, especially as it pertains to students. Um, But I write to him. It's like, yo, the students put their health status as the first line of the email. So how could you not know that this student is not being like subversive or that they don't care about the class or that they're only there for the grade? How can you make all those assumptions based on just what they wrote? I don't get that. I don't get how you jump from, I don't get how you jump that far with just, yo, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to come to class today. Am I missing anything important? I don't get how you make that jump. I really don't get how you do that. And so I saved my response to the professor that posted this for last, because um, when I saw this, when I saw this post and I started writing, um, I actually started with, um, why would this comment need any special consideration? Our default should just be kindness with a straight answer, right? That's the way I was thinking about this. And so they write back, a lesson on the need to avoid sarcasm. And then they put a smiley face, right? And I write back, I love sarcasm. I live by it, just not at the expense of our students, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm making my case here. It's like, look, look, folks, I do. I do. I get it. 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 That there's this, you know, this idea that, you know, we're up against the students or something like that. And yet at the same time, I really think that us feeling like we're pitted against the students is the reason why we have such that we have equity gaps in our classrooms, why students are why why student success is not happening in our classrooms. We really need to rethink the us versus them mentality that a lot of us bring to our classrooms and this response was indicative of that right and so then then this is what she writes back and so and this is where i realized that my feelings were hurt i'm being dead serious this is where i realized that my feelings were hurt and so she writes back because i just talked about how i love sarcasm i live by it just not at the expense of our students and so she writes back of course this is a group for professors perhaps the sarcasm eluded you or perhaps you think i actually said this to a student 
feel free to read through the comments. And if you hold your same judgment, let's talk. Humor and sarcasm are cultural forms that hold community together. Not sure where to put your judgment in the context of this community, but I am happy to have a discussion. And this hurt my feelings. And I can admit that now. Um, And I can understand where my feelings were hurt and how they were hurt. And how this is something that I have struggled with my whole life. And so I'm going to try to give you this equity piece, but just it really is it's tied directly into me um, again as a black male underrepresented minority um, in multiple spaces, being poor and all these things, you know, in the, in the black excellence piece, um, I, I, I make this comment that um, black people have to learn how to basically not ask the questions the critical thinking questions that we have because we're afraid or we get socialized that the teachers don't want to hear any of those comments. They don't want to, they don't want to think there. They don't want us to, to, to be critical of society. They just want us to be critical of ourselves, to critique ourselves. I mean, whatnot. And so, and so when I'm reading this, right, not just as, as a professor, I'm reading this as a black man who has been, you know, told by many professors on any given day that the way that I'm interpreting things, my line of questioning is wrong or that there is something suspect in what it is that I'm doing or that I am wrong, right? Okay, so here's the part that upset me. Now that I know, I, I understand and I can, I, can, I can articulate this. So she was like, so perhaps sarcasm eluded you or perhaps you think I actually said this to a student. I didn't, the sarcasm did not elude me. And I didn't think she said this to a student. So her, her default space to address my concern was to think that I was ignorant, that it was, okay, clearly you misunderstood. Clearly you are stupid and you didn't understand that I was being sarcastic and that I really didn't say this to people. That was her default. And that hurt me deeply because this is something that I've struggled with my whole life. And so to get this put into that space that somehow my interpretation was faulty or that it was a result of basically stupidity. And you can think that that's harsh if you want, but that's how I felt. I don't get how you can go to that as a default. I don't get how you would think that I would not understand this. And, and then, and then, and then she wanted to school me. It was like, you so stupid. Let me help you out. Because you know what? Humor and sarcasm are cultural forms that hold community together. And this is my question is that, yo, is the type of community that you're holding together, the type of community that I want to belong to? That's the question. Right. When I get a, when I encounter something like this, that's the question. Yes, I get your humor. Yes, I get your sarcasm. Yes, I get that it's community building. But in the same way that someone can say racial racist jokes in order to build community, you can say sexist jokes to build community. You can say homophobic jokes to build community. You can say a lot of damn jokes in order to build community. And so then the question shouldn't be whether I understand whether you're building community or not. The question should be, do I belong to this community or not? 
And if that's how I'm going to be responded to, if you're going to assume that I am ignorant, if you are going to assume in some way, shape or form that I am just uninformed, ignorant and or stupid, then you're right. I don't belong in the community. You're right. You're right. I don't belong here. And like I said, if you really want to think about that, like I said, in the equity spot, when you're sarcastic like this, you can't possibly hide this from the students. You can't possibly hide your attitude, your true attitude from the students. You can't. And so if that is how you come at your students, then I could tell you why you got equity gaps all day. Right. And so I'm just saying. Be kind. Assume the possible, you know, assume the best possible interpretation that you can possibly assume from what students are writing and answer their question with kindness. That's it. I'm confident that that will close equity gaps. I am confident of that. That's all I have for this episode. I hope you learned something. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Reteach. If you want to learn more about me or my open source introduction to sociology textbook, please go to brucehoskins.com. In closing, I want to leave us all with a question. If you learned something today that you think would help close your student equity gaps, how long will it take to incorporate this into your classroom? A year? A semester? Next month? Today? No matter the timetable, we must commit ourselves to becoming better teachers. Our students deserve it. All of them. Not just the ones that are good already. 